a very particular way because it provokes in our heart what we call the prophetic frequency. There's what we call prophetic frequency. And what is it? That every word that has declared to us is an eternal word. It lives forever. It doesn't need to be repeated. Whatever God says, he has said it, he's not going to repeat himself. Because what he says now exists in the eternal now. He's captured in the spirit. Because he said the words are spoken to you, they are what? They are spirits, they are life. He has altered them out. They are all moving in the, in the realm of the spirit. So that's why I say, what I say to one, I say to all. What is again? What I say to one, I say to all. So what he said, even if it is 2,000 years ago, it's not just only for those people. As many who key into the prophetic frequency and encounter that word, still experiences the same thing they experienced many years ago. So that's why the word of God, the Bible, is an eternal word. It lives forever. So when we say faith, faith is what? Key into that word. It's like tuning your radio, okay? I want to get this frequency of this uh, station. As you tune into that frequency, what happens? You start hearing what is going on in that station. But if you tune out of it, what happens? You will not perceive anything anymore. So, the word of the Lord speaks today from the book of Isaiah. It said, the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. So, it means whatever there is a wilderness experience, and the dryness of land experience, there's something that can happen. Say, desert shall rejoice and blossom. When the Bible speaks like this, it's just picturing spiritual situations of humanity. Not necessarily the desert, the Sahara desert of Africa, or other deserts in the world. It's not talking about physical realities. It's talking about spiritual realities that has capacity to influence and affect physical realities. Are we together here? So you can see like when God took Ezekiel and showed me the, the, the valley of dry bones, he saw them in the spirit. But after that, God told him, the dry bone is what? The household of Israel. So when he was prophesying to the bones in the spirit and they were coming together, he didn't know that he was actually bringing succor, healing to the body of the people of Israel. So, when God speaks like this, he's speaking to our situations at our own level. We have what? We have wilderness experience. We have the dryness land experience. We have all kinds of desert experience. Our country is passing through what I would call a, a wilderness experience. A place of hopelessness. Things are getting topsy-turvy. Life is getting hard. It's biting so strong. But we can download the word of God that is eternal. And when man, the Bible says man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It is every word in the spirit that we eat that we will see manifest physically here. Not like it's only the food that enters your mouth that will eventually quench your hunger. So he is speaking and saying, the desert shall rejoice and blossom like the lily, it shall blossom abundantly. So when there's a casting down, we don't say what? What do we say? On what? On the predicate of what? The fact that we are downloading what? Prophetic frequency. So this will go worse. This will get bad. Situations may become difficult. Don't engage only your intelligence. Don't struggle to survive only by your acumen. 
Don't think that your, your connections will save you. Things will get worse. We don't pray that things will get better because you can't change it. Wilderness experience is a reality. Painful experience is a reality. God didn't say you will not pass through the fire. You will pass through the fire. But he has given a prophetic word that we can download from prophetic frequency. Say, if you pass through the fire, what will happen? It will not burn you. Some will pass. It will burn them. They will have, you know, patches of you know, burnt skin. They will carry bruises and wounds. He said, you will pass through the water. He didn't say you will not pass through the water. But he said, if you pass through the water, whether you know how to swim or not, you will, it will not what? Drown you. So the important thing is God's concern, which he has shown. He is saying, in the wilderness, things will blow up. That's what he's telling us. And when I read this yesterday, I got so excited. I got so blessed in my spirit. My spirit is only partaking of this banquet of God's word. So I'm not bothered. Because surely we'll pass through it. We'll continue to pass through it. David said, even though I pass through what? The valleys of the shadows of death, I fear no evil. Surely the valleys of what? Death shall come up. The valleys of tears shall come forth. But he said, even though I pass through it, I fear no evil. I challenge you today to trust God. Let your trust in God be stronger than the effect of whatever is biting you. Are you getting my point here? Amen? Let your trust in God be so dogged that the more the pressure, the more your confidence in God intoxicates you. James said, count it all joy. Queen all kinds of diverse tests and temptation come when you come your way, count it joy. Meaning celebrate. It is madness. Oh. It is madness. Eh? That is not working out. And you are celebrating. That is how we work it in the spirit. Yes. So key into that grace. Celebrate. Don't allow things to climb you down. Don't allow circumstances to weigh you down and make you depressed. Every time you are checking this, because you only believe it is in physical, you forget that what it, what it is in the spirit is more what is the physical. So I pray for us today that this type of dogged faith will come alive into us. You can see those men that dragged this man who was paradise. They came. There was no way. They said, no, no, no. Nothing can stop us. No circumstance can stop us. Hey, we will tear the roof. You can imagine how can they how they'll carry a paralyzed man and climb this roof. How did they go to look for ladder? They say how the patients to go and look for ladder. I'm sure they brought the first one, it was shot. They went and go the second one again and they tied it. I wonder how many ladder will it take to carry a paralyzed man or you don't understand. It appears so simple to you. If you you need no less than three ladders. To carry him, and the man will not fall from the whatever carrying him. To carry my climb, you keep like say, hold it away, hold it away. You continue that way until they went to the roof and drop somewhere. And they say, which side is Jesus staying? Because they had to get the spot where he was. Can you see that doggedness? There's a desperation you have and confession you have towards God. That the things that fight you and limit you will not be able to stop you. They tear the roof open. And they didn't mind. They said, oh, 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 oh boy, we want to drop you. Eh? If you die, they will not, you what? He will rise you. If you are alive, he will heal you. 
I'm sure they opened the roof. And when they dropped him, you can imagine the sound. Somebody falling from the roof. He's paralyzed. So, were you helping him or were you watching the situation? But because Jesus was there, as long as Jesus was there, everything, if he gets worse, he will put it right. Nothing can get worse as long as Jesus was there. That was a faith. And when they dropped him, I'm sure the man was there panting. And Jesus, the Bible said, Jesus saw their faith. Not even the guy, he saw the faith. I'm sure when they were calling, carrying the man up, he would, he would say, what is that? Okay, continue. He saw their faith and said, Man, your sins have forgiven you. Still, he didn't stop them. Some Pharisees were there and they were challenging him again. Do you think your blessing will come easy? Do you think your peace will come easy? You think that the thing that God has ordained for you will just really come to you, just receive it like a cara? No, no, no problem. No, 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 no. You have to fight for it. The blessings of God are free, but they're not cheap. Still, Jesus had to help fight that one again. I said, eh, okay, which one is it here? To tell the man, that's my work, but to say, your sins are forgiven. But to prove to you that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins, rise up and walk. And that man was healed. If they had stayed outside and said, hey, we don't know what to do. This is the kind of thing that's here. Just manage yourself. Let us just trust God. Would that man be healed? No. Today, child of God, let nothing demoralize you again. Let nothing make you to worry yourself again. As you see the war is coming, celebrate God. You have Jesus with you? Yes. If you have Jesus with you, even if it gets worse, Jesus will put it there right. If it comes to a point where death comes, Jesus will rise it up. So let us have this confidence as we are receiving grace at this mass, we are receiving strength at this mass, to stay into darkness, and see that even in the midst of darkness, the light of God still shines. And who is that light? You are the light that shines in the midst of darkness. But Jesus said, you are the light of the world. May God bless you with your heart. The Lord strengthen you. The Lord invigorate you. So that your journey with him will always be the testimony of victory and blessings your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.